a bit of a twofer. Um, the Castle Freak films, uh, the f- original from 1995. Uh, as well, we're going to touch a little bit on the 2020 uh, remake, reboot. Not really going to go too deep into that uh, for good reason. I'll explain that in a minute. But essentially, this is going to focus a lot more on the 1995 version, simply because that's the... That's the original. It's the one that's uh, by Full Moon Studios. Uh, for those who don't know what Full Moon is, Full Moon is um, kind of this low-budget company that's responsible for a lot of some of the more iconic 80s, maybe late 80s, early 90s, maybe even late 90s uh, horror, stop-motion animation kind of uh, films um, that, unless you ran into them in like your video store you probably wouldn't have known about them or known what they were uh things like uh the puppet master uh what's another good one prehysteria uh doll man um demonic toys things like that all that is basically full moon and full moon studios uh moonbeam all done by the same production company and now i think they are i think they have a streaming service but this was back when they were a full-fledged um, production studio. Now, when they were uh, the production studio and they were doing films, they still were able to, you know, sort of have, you know, freedom because this was an era where you were still able to sort of do what you want. Now, Castle Freak still has its place in a lot of the hearts of really die-hard members of the horror community. It might be because of its sort of orientation to uh, an H.P. Lovecraft story called The Outsider. But even most of the things that I've read when it comes to what the director has said is that it's very minor. They just kind of hint at its connection to The Outsider. But it's really not all the way too related to it. But I think it has more to do with the fact that it stars uh, Jeffrey Combs. Now, Jeffrey Combs is a real big deal in the horror community for his uh, numerous roles in a whole bunch of really iconic um, horror films. Castle Freak being one of them. Then you have uh, The Reanimator. Um, uh, off the top of my head, what's the one with uh, where he plays the... Um, the friggin' cartoonist in the basement. Cell Dweller uh, from Beyond. He's just, like, he's a face that you recognize from 80s and 90s horror films. And just films in general. Like, he's a very recognizable um, uh, actor. And he's also done, you know, various things outside of that as well. But, you know, it is horror is what his his placement is in people's minds for the most part so castle freak is a story about this kind of family that's sort of breaking apart in a way and they sort of like have like trauma and the the mother and the father the father played by jeffrey combs they're sort of not fully getting along and there's this real big accident that the father causes that left their teenage daughter uh, blind, so they're still trying to, like, cope with that, and they go out to kind of get away from everything, so they take this trip, I believe it was a trip, um, or I think they bought it, or they inherited it, they, they somehow wind up in this castle that is either owned by them, or they 
are just visiting in some way, shape, or form. I think it's that they inherited it. That's why they're there, because they're there to kind of see what the estate has, and they're going through the estate belongings to see if there's anything valuable so they can make some kind of money and maybe kind of, you know, get themselves back on their feet. Maybe that would be a sort of scenario where things will get better for them. Uh, the father has, you know, issues with drinking. The daughter is obviously blind. And now the setting that's set is that the castle is home to this quote-unquote sort of freakish, um, not creature, but like this disformed, disfigured, you know, meat-eating person sort of thing that lives in the basement. And it's been chained up there for years and it hasn't been fed and hasn't died apparently but it is still alive and they it kind of like smells them and it wants to get out and it wants to kind of release itself onto them and it's just this really kind of creepy vibe you get because you take that with this creature that's kind of creeping around with the idea of the blind daughter and how she doesn't really see a lot of what like you know she doesn't see when she's walking around and maybe the creature's walking around with her and whatnot. To you, it might sound typical because it's probably been done a million times before. But when you're talking 1995, not 100% of the time was this a common sort of plot point. So this was one of the few times it was done. And it was done well. It was done to the extent that it was decent enough to play off a good story. Then there's a small storyline where there's a small point in the story where the um, the father again he's a drunk but he's trying to get sober. They're still fighting throughout the movie. So what does he do? He gets drunk. He picks up a prostitute, brings her back to the castle, and then the freak gets out, kills the prostitute, and he just the father just thinks the prostitute left. But then in actual in all actuality, the prostitute's dead. And that's when the police start investigating, like, hey, we know you took a prostitute back here, and we know who the prostitute is somehow. I forget how they know who the prostitute is. And then they're just like, yeah, so where's the prostitute? And that's how they start investigating the house and start blaming the father for, like, being a murderer or being a kidnapper in some way. And it, and nobody really expects there to be this, like, freak in the house. But there is, like, this butler that sort of knows... There's, like, this disfigured freak in the house, in a way. And eventually, it comes to this crescendo where they discover the freak, and then the father sort of sacrifices himself to save his family. It's a really good story that I'm probably explaining very poorly, because it has been a while since I've watched it. Now, the reason I wanted to do an entry on this is because I just did recently want to sit down with its remake. I do remember really really loving the first film the 1995 version i couldn't make it 30 to maybe 35 minutes into the 2020 film it is such dog shit i cannot describe to you how poorly made this reboot is Again, th these are both kind of this this direct-to-video kind of things. Like neither of these films are straight to streaming, but there was still a quality from back in the '90s where these films were made with a certain level of, I guess, respect for the viewers. Like even though they were straight to like the DVD bin at Walmart, you still knew what you were getting. But 
there was a quality to them. And this remake, this this slight hint of whatever whatever it's trying to be is not what the first one is. It does not set up any of the tension within the first 30 minutes like the first one does. The storyline is nowhere near the same. They've taken the whole idea of the the torn family and made it a bunch of teenagers and somebody's boyfriend and them trying to make money and one of them's like really deep into the fucking the necronomicon and i don't even remember that being involved in the in the first version of or whatnot they also made it where this isn't just based on hp lovecraft's the outsider it's also based on uh the dunwich horror which is another hp lovecraft film which i didn't even get too deep into to really learn much about but if you're taking two concepts and making it into this one film, but then still calling it Castle Freak to orientate it to another film, that is very well received by a community of people who take these films seriously. It's it's a big deal when you make such a bad film. I don't think this like was critically received well i think this was actually bombed i think this bombed really really high like majorly i i could be wrong about that but i really don't remember like this being that big of a deal except for the fact that it was probably <laughs> very much abused when it came out and it's funny because it's it's produced by fangoria and I'm guessing this was this isn't the first time they've tried to like sort of make a film to kind of branch themselves out of just being known for one or two things that they do. And maybe they do have some successful films out there. All I know is this this is not what the original film is. And the first film is way more worthwhile. Like there are certain films you can revisit from the 80s and 90s that are totally worth it. And this is not a reboot that is worth anything. Like, the weight of the first film is so much more meaningful than anything that... The, 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 the small portion that I've seen of this film. I can't tell you anything else about after the 30-minute mark. I got up to a point where there was something about breaking a statue that they did. Like, it's really like they go into the castle and it should, it's so poorly acted. It's so poorly written. It's so poorly filmed. I just, I could not do it. And anybody who listens to any of my entries, they know it takes a lot for me to really, really bash a film. And I'm really upset with what they did with the Castle Freak reboot. So, truthfully, wholeheartedly, if you're looking for an old school sort of, twenty like, like horror something, anything... Do not watch the Castle Freak reboot. You will not appreciate it as much as you would the original from 1995 with Jeffrey Combs. Way, way better film. It's more appreciated by the horror community. And I'm just really upset with what they did and how they butchered my boy. Like, look what they did to my boy with this film, man. <laughs>